Hi, this is Jonathan, and I play the human wizard, Jonathan the Magimuscular. Hi, I'm Jack. I play Trevancore, a half-elf Beastmaster Ranger. Hi, this is John. I play your half-orc barbarian, Carlton Tanks. Hi, this is Julia. I play the rock gnome cleric, Bernice Q. Burns. And I am Lauren, a.k.a. Obocrazy, your humble DM, and welcome to Dungeon Drunks. Before we jump into this episode, I have an exciting announcement. If you follow us on social media, then you know we've launched our Patreon! After more than two years of creating our D&D podcast, we decided it was time to do more. We wanted to make our podcast sound better, bring you special episodes and extra content. We want to see you at conventions, play with you online, and even more. But all of that takes money, and that is where we humbly turn to you. Starting at just $1 a month, you can become a patron and help us make those dreams a reality and get exciting thank you rewards. Patrons get access to special once-a-month podcasts called Drinks with the DM, where I answer your questions, talk about behind-the-scenes information, and play hilarious bloopers from our recordings. Generous patrons who pledge even more can receive shout-outs during the show, character sheets, extra live streams, and even the opportunity to become an NPC in our game. So head over to patreon.com slash dungeon drunks to check out everything we have to offer. Now, nothing is changing with our weekly shows. Not everyone can spare the cash to become a patron, and we will continue to offer weekly Dungeons and Dragons adventures for your enjoyment completely free. But if you spread the word about our show and leave us a review, that's just as valuable as a platinum piece. Thanks again, and enjoy the show. Last time on Dungeon Drunks! After a tentative truce with the kobolds, our heroes helped fight off both the drow and the zombies. The kobolds head in one way, while the party head back to the entrance of the tunnels. There, they find Olivia Passerac, the noble lady who has offered them a job to work at her home during the Festival of the Moon, which is today. And that is where we begin tonight! Welcome to Dungeon Drunks. I'm Lauren, also known as Obo Crazy, your humble DM. Tonight, so we started a little late tonight, and I had a mug of ice cream, really good vanilla ice cream, and a little bit of Bailey's, because the Tillamook vanilla ice cream was on super duper clearance sale, and that's like the best ice cream ever of all time, and I covered it in Bailey's, and I drank it all, so now I just have my my tea left over, which is still delicious, but I've already I've already drank my dessert before we get to the meat of the show. <laughs> Sorry if I'm already a little tipsy. Travancore, what are you drinking? Good people of Faerun, the Viceroy's choice this evening is the Gallo Family Vineyards Moscato. In in a lovely wine glass, too. Just classing it up. I know, right? Making making me feel so unclassy. Bernie, what are you drinking? I have uh, Muskoka, I guess is the name, brewery. It's a local Ottawa brewery, of course. And I got it from the local Lickbo, which is the <laughs> where you get to buy beer. Uh, and it's a cream ale. And it's like, I couldn't mm. wait to crack it open. It's so good. I'm so happy with it. And it's also got another another pretty, pretty bottle. Pretty can, that, I guess it that's is. That's a cool design. I like that chair. Uh, yeah, it's like, it's very, it's super Canadian. You can see the little canoers. There's like a cool, it's a dock with that Adirondack chair and pine trees and a lodge. It's like, the it's like a very summer, very, very traditional Canada-esque summer, I think. Hmm. Oh, and that just, it that sounds lovely. Which is nice because mm. it's snowing outside like crazy. Yeah, yeah. Canada, lovely even with snow. Mm-hmm. Carlton, 
what are you drinking? I've got a six pack of random sodas. <laughs> I feel like the last time you got that six pack of random sodas and it was kind of in a Russian roulette. It's exactly going to be that, except this yeah. time I'm going to roll a d6 to determine which one I drink. Yep, we're rolling a d6. Uh, so six, so one, two, three, four, five, six. It's going to be the Zuberfizz uh, soda uh, from the Durango Soda Company, and it's the Key Lime Cream Soda. Ooh, so we're cream ale cream soda. Yeah, he was telling me beforehand the six sodas, and I said, well, there's two of these that could go horribly, horribly wrong, and this is one of them, so let's see. That's weird. That's Uh-oh. weird. It's uh, it's not bad, but key lime is not a f- flavor that you expect to drink. It's a flavor yeah. you expect to eat. Not mm. if you have melted key lime yogurt. Yeah, you're still kind of eating yogurt. Uh, you're still kind of eating it. It's not still got it that melts. viscosity, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so it's it's a flavor my senses aren't quite used to. Well, uh, take some more sips. Maybe this is another one that once you're used well, to I'll it, it'll get better. Well, take some more sips when we roll some more crits. Mm. Okay. Well. Because that's how this works on this show. Is that how that works? We drink when we crit. I just I drink. drink. I just drink. I don't know about you guys. I just drink all the time. Another person who probably drinks all the time, Jonathan. <laughs> Damn. Damn. Love that wow. transition. You know, That's your best one yet. Fireball's fire. Sometimes my here. transitions are amazing, and, and most of the time they're awful. Jonathan, what are you drinking? That intro was somewhere in the middle. Uh, this is Jonathan. I am. I usually play Jonathan the Magimuscular. Tonight, I'm playing Jonathan the Magimuscular. And uh, I have with me a diet. <laughs> Way to change it up there, you guy. Just like, no. I, that, I thought that was on purpose. And then I realized you were like, shit. No, <laughs> no. I, that was, it was on purpose. No, it um, wasn't. I have with me a diet so redhead. Uh, it is diet ginger ale and vodka. And tonight, shot a fireball to be consumed at the unlikely casting of fireball or some other event that might be awesome. Some other flame, some heat that might happen later. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Uh, this is dedicated to a friend of the show and a friend of ours, Traviac, a.k.a. Traviac. The I, Travi. I, the Patriots of the Bostonian area are going to the Super Bowl. Oh, and so I was thinking are. of him. And yes, I know, we're all sad. But yeah. we're not sad about Travi, who is awesome. Yeah. So Travi, this is for you. Jenga, do you have a rebuttal? <laughs> I, I love Travi. I just hate the Patriots. Um, when this episode comes <laughs> out, I'll either be really, really happy that my Eagles made it in, or I'll still be happy they made it in. Or I'll be even happier that they won. Go there Eagles. You go. Fly, Eagles, fly. But that's what I meant by, by, do you have a rebuttal? We all love Travi, but uh, sports, people have opinions. I feel like my friends who are New Englanders, I'm like, yeah, I'm glad you're happy because, like, we got the Carolina Panthers and up here there's hockey. So it's like, you know what? You're happy about your team. I'm happy for you. But, like, ugh. It, does it have to be? It's like you're kind of like I'm so happy your team that I don't really particularly like is doing well because it makes you happy. Yeah. And if nothing else, uh, do yourself a favor. Google Malcolm Jenkins. Really cool guy on and off the field. Malcolm Jenkins. Malcolm Jenkins. Jenkins. Does a lot of work in the community. Uh, just uh, really vocal advocate for people around him. And Chris Long too, son of Howie Long. Just is he? Really are they both Patriots that I can like? Hmm. No, they are Eagles you can love. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, wait, are you totally like trying thought- to be like? I thought you were trying to be nice to the Patriots. Which no, no thank I totally you. thought you were like, here's some good Patriots you can look at. You know, yeah, hate the team, love the players. Still kind of working thing. on well, that list. 
For now, you guys are joyously happy to see Olivia Passerak. Probably we the last person is. you're expecting to see here in the tunnels under the bloody fist. You are literally at that last portion before the big doors that lead back up to the bloody fist. You have rounded the corner. She has seen you. You have seen her. She looks like she's in the process of cleaning off some daggers. And there's, there's another gentleman with her as you get a little bit closer that you do recognize as someone that you saw back at her house in Amphail all those days and weeks ago. And she has recognized you and said, you know, oh, I was wondering how long it was going to take to find you. This was a lot quicker than I expected. Wow. I uh, aim to please. Good. Good. Then I'm assuming if you're coming this way that your business here might actually be done. Well, I guess I'm putting a pause. Let's just say I'm not stopping but I'm putting a pause on whatever business I intend to do because I made a commitment to you and I intend to honor it. That's good. Also, we got our ass kicked. No, we didn't. Don't I was fine. Don't say that part. Friend, you don't say that part out loud. <laughs> I mean, Travancore's ass wasn't necessarily physically kicked. Unless you're into that kind of thing, which, I mean, I guess, yeah, it was. I found my brother and I hold up blue. The tiny puppy? Yes. You see her angular, stern expression. She's been smiling at you kind of in a half-friendly way, but she's, she's always kind of had this very serious look on her face. She sees the puppy and she softens a little bit. And then everybody loves she the gives puppy. Carlton a curious look and then looks you all over. And it's very obvious that she has questions. Multitudes of questions. But she takes a breath and says, Well, hopefully this evening there'll be time enough to chat. I don't expect... I'm going to need any really difficult fighting services, although you are there to be intimidating. But are 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 you okay? You see, but he's so cute. He is very adorable. I I don't understand why he is your brother. You know, it's a really long story that none of us actually know. Funny thing that, but I would like to get out of this dark, dang shithole um, and maybe <laughs> take a bath. You want to do that? I like baths. How do you guys feel about, I feel great about a bath. My dog smells weird. Uh, a bit sterile, actually, which I don't understand. Like, bleach? Do we have that here? Not sure. Let's keep going, shall we? <laughs> I'm okay with that. She she nods and she looks back at the other gentleman and says, uh, Guntir, go, go on back and warn the nice man at the Bloody Fist that will be coming back immediately. And the gentleman that's with her, well, she's in what is practical clothing for this area. She is in uh, brown and black leathers. She's got daggers at both of her sides. She seems to be fairly well armored and armed. The gentleman that's with her is in a purple doublet and hose. And while he doesn't seem to have a weapon, he is giving everything a very precise calculating look. And he just nods and says, yes, ma'am, and darts off. And she looks at the four of you and says, well, we can we can do a little bit of walking and talking. We just came down this way. So I'm fairly certain we're not going to have to worry about running into any more of this and she pokes a boot at the the two zombie corpses that are sitting there and then indicates to go on ahead okay and starts to walk so i kind of nod appreciatively at her handiwork and i proceed all right as you guys are walking on up she says i grew a little concerned when you hadn't gotten back to me after our last conversation and while everything seemed fairly 
positive when I I wasn't asked for any additional information. I thought it was best to find out for sure if you were going to be coming. So excuse my forwardness, I guess, but the proceedings do start today and I wanted to make sure that you were you were all on board. Um actually um it I have a pregunta about that. Gesundheit. <laughs> <laughs> yes, well you you had a, a a prayer about that? Means question. I forget what language. What time exactly? Because I may have to go see a man who literally spreads shit around for a living, and I do want to time the bath to be after after that. Well, the actual event starts for me and and my household at noon, and it runs until the close of supper. I I run both meals. Well, Lady Passback, what time is it now? Yes, that's a really good question, because we've been in a dark, dank hole under the ground for God knows how long. Um, and our animals, not quite sure if they've been there longer or less time. Uh, fortunately, it's still fairly early in the morning. It's it's just past breakfast. <laughs> maybe okay. maybe 8 o'clock in the morning. That would explain why I am incredibly hungry. You know, like, we actually have about the same size stomach as humans do, despite our small bodies. It's like being a cow, but not... That's a lie, by the way. Uh, <laughs> she seems to just nod and, and let you talk. She doesn't seem to be interested in stopping or 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 dissuading you from keeping talking. And you guys are continuing to to make your way into the the final bits of halls and up the staircase up the, the ladder. Yeah. Bucks keeps uh sending me various messages uh via images and it's getting kind of annoying. And I'm like, okay, okay, okay. Listen. Later on, we will we will work this out. All right, right before bed. Why don't we Why don't we have a deep mind delve dive discussion on what was seen? And we'll we'll see. I get the impression you're trying to tell me something, buddy. Bucks sends you an image of you in about ten minutes taking a bath and him sitting on the edge of the the tub, staring at you intently. I mean, we could do it then too, but I feel like. I feel like if if there's something that you need to tell all of us, then I might need my sketchbook. Bernie's going to like hang back because she's not sure that Olivia should be hearing any of this. And she assumes that like Travancore and Olivia, Travancore's like doing his very best to kind of woo her. <laughs> and wait, I don't know is, what is that he's what's trying happening? to do. Is, that, I is, there, yeah. is there woo to be had? I don't know if there's woo to be had, but uh, Bernie's going to like hang back a hot second and like overhear this after she's asked Olivia the time and she's going to say, Jonathan, I actually might have a solution to our communication problem. Oh. Remember that nice duck? That got me my lemon tree. Oh, that druid fuck? Yeah. He's a little... He wasn't properly socialized as a child, but that's okay. Um, because I think he could talk to Coco Snoop. Or maybe also to Bucks. And find out um, what happened. Do I know the druid spell list? I, Julia looked it up last week. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm at, I'm at Jonathan the Magic Muscular. No, Jonathan the actual player does. But I'm. What would it take for Jonathan the Magic Muscular to kind of intuit what druids can and can't do spell wise? That's an interesting question. Roll an intelligence check. Oh, nice. Twenty-two. 
speak with animals seems like the kind of thing a druid would know. Whether he knows it or not is a completely different question, but that does seem to be right in their wheelhouse. Listen, please make um, this happen for us. Yeah, we might. What was that? I said, please make this happen for us, DM, who is also our god. Hey, listen, (laughs) let's do this, Bernie. Let's go. We will see your crazy fucker druid ducker. Hey, be nice. He's he's a duck. Sometimes, a, sometimes I think he's a swan. I'm not sure. I'm not really familiar with. Well, he sounds like kind creepy. of an asshole. It, this is this is Jonathan the Muscular doing it because the way the way he's been described, he sounds like kind of an asshole. Um, <laughs> I think but, he's uh, just socially unaware. Some people would call that being an asshole. Anyway, oh no, regardless, see, I don't make time for assholes. Regardless, but but we may need to make time for this one because if you're right, if I, listen. I don't draw good. I draw okay. But some of these images that Bucks is sending me are pretty detailed. And mm. I don't know how to describe them. And yeah. like you said, it would be easier if, and I kind of motioned to both Bucks and Coco Snoot, if these guys could. It would be a lot easier. And maybe like we could run, go do that and and get the details and then make a decision and then come back and let everybody know. Yeah, listen, um, we may want to keep this on the DL for everybody's sake. So I I have, I might have a way for us to, uh, to, to get out unnoticed once this whole thing is done. But just, 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 Look, uh, just, I just, just tell him I want to go see about my tree. Well, we'll see. Okay. We'll see what happens. Okay. Uh, you guys at this point have reached the, the top of the ladder and have exited the tunnels. Um, Travancore, was there anything you wanted in this, these moments to talk to Olivia about? Tell me more about this festival. How much do you know about the Festival of the Moon? Uh, not much. Um, as I said, I'm new to these lands. I, I did my research about the major, major countries and nations and practices of Faerun, but individual holidays, I wouldn't say I know a great deal. Well, I know we talked a bit about this before when I came to speak with you. It's probably best at this point if I just stick with the the details that you need to know for my specific event. The... Because they will be a bit different than what many people are going to be doing. Most nobles of any standing in Waterdeep participate in the Moonfest. They have an open door to the people to come. There's usually food and drink laid out. And there is a herald who comes and performs the Blood Song, which is... I just got excited because technically Travancore is a herald. And I want to see him sing karaoke. (laughs) It remains to be seen how good a singer Travancore is. Jack, I think, is a pretty decent one. We'll we'll see what your performance check rolls. Anyway, she she goes on to say, traditionally, a a official herald comes and performs the Blood Song, which is a listing of the notable members of a particular noble's house and family and any notable deeds that they have done. But I, I find the... The recitation dry and boring, and if my family is to be remembered, they are to be remembered, as my father would say, in style. So while most houses are only open for maybe an hour, they have the prerequisite bits and pieces of food and drink for as as minimal a time as possible. I I am open from noon till sunset. We perform the blood song the entire afternoon as as our forefathers did before us. And 
the lengths that some would go to ruin that event or simply unintentionally cause issues by perhaps taking more food or drink than they, they should mean that I do require some extra security. So I'm basically inviting you to the party that I'm throwing and ask you to be there in case there is some trouble. I can do that. That that seems right up my my wheelhouse. I did this for a wedding once. I got turned into a potted plant, but but it worked out in the end. It was incredibly effective. <laughs> she pauses, like at this point, you guys are, are climbing up the ladder. She pauses at that and says, I'm going to add that to the list of questions that I have for you this evening when we have some free time. But uh, hold that story. And at this point, all of you have made it out. You can see that the front of the Bloody Fist is actually empty. You expect to see Bren Millie there, the, the dwarf proprietor of this place, but it's empty. And that is a little weird. Uh, you is do... he dead? Do we see his his knife-riddled corpse in the in the corner? Can I insight that that place to see if her perspective check or say see if I, I can I can pick up anything or or do an investigation check as tra- as Travancore is wont to do? Detective Travancore is like, oh shit! You can do either. What exactly are you looking for? I want to see if there's any signs that there was a hasty exit or perhaps that like look for footsteps of people that like I might have recognized through from past encounters or tracking. Just get a see if my Travancore sense tingles, I guess, in general, to see, like, something, and there's enough there that Travancore is not sitting well with what he sees, and he wants to see whether there's anything to that sense. Well, okay. Olivia Pazarag yeah. there is there, so I bet his Travancore sense is tingling. <laughs> All right, go ahead and roll an investigation check. Sorry, All I right. spent too much time with the counter roll. Detective Travancore <laughs> does the thing. <laughs> oh, sweet, 15. Yeah, you look around, there's no sign of foul play, there's no sign of a scuffle or a hasty retreat or anything, you look out the front window and you do see two figures standing there. You see um, Gunter, the gentleman that had been down with Olivia Passerak, and a much shorter gentleman who you think might be Brun, but all you see is the top of this dwarf's head. So the assumption is there. So like, as you take a kind of a closer examination, Olivia sees you looking around and says, we we asked it to be open so that we could go down and, and look for you. I, I hope that it didn't disturb his slumber too greatly, but we didn't want to wait too much longer. Apparently he doesn't even open until noon, and that would have been bad. I give kind of a wry smile and I say, thanks for thinking of me. As you guys exit, you can see that, yes, it is Brun standing there with Gunter, who is actually in the process of pulling out a couple of silver pieces and handing it to the dwarf, who is in what can only be described as a dwarf nightgown. Like, he's got fuzzy pants on and an oversized shirt and one of those sleepy caps with the- (laughs) I love those caps. yeah, the, the caps that have like the, the, the little poof on the end of them and yes. kind of hang over. Poofball cap. <laughs> As he's being handed a couple of silver pieces, you can actually see that he is turning from a scowl to a slight smile. And he's, and he sees you all and he says, well, I'm, I'm just happy that everybody is okay. <sighs> come on, come on. I'm going to close back up. And I got to go back to bed. It's It was a long night last night. And as you guys exit, he pulls out a key. He takes kind of a cursory glance inside to make sure everybody and all the animals are out. He locks the door and says, listen, just tell me ahead of time if there's going to be a 
late night excursion or something. I'll I'll come back, but just warn me. That's all I ask. And uh, Gunter is just like, this was unexpected, but thank you. Brun will walk off. You see him, uh, unless you want to engage with him, he's going to walk off and head towards a stairway on the side of the the building that leads up to a second floor that you assume must be his his apartment. Olivia turns to all of you and says, well, now that we're outside, the particulars of, if you are still interested, this job do start in just a couple of hours. And while I do want you to be armed and I'm I'm not looking for formal dress, I would prefer that you are clean. I was going to try to put it a more diplomatic way, but I don't really have the time. It's okay, lady. We smell bad. Yeah, you yeah, do, we do. do. I killed a lot of undead things today. Do you know what happens when undead things die? They explode into little chunky undead pieces, kind of like cottage cheese, but rotted bodies. She gives herself a little sniff, and you do remember that she seemed to be in the process of doing her own zombie eradication. She says, yes, if it makes you feel any better, you're not going to be the only one who has to go back and take a very quick shower. So... Travancore, I believe you have my my the address of my home. I do. Okay. If you could return before the noon bells, as that's when we'll be opening the house for visitors. And we will go from there. It will be a very simple event. It's just we need the whole afternoon covered. Hey, I'm just happy to be invited to a party, even if I'm security. The vice way of Glenmar's social profile increases. she nods to all of you and then she walks off with uh gunter trailing behind as uh as she's walking away uh jonathan is gonna kind of kind of elbow uh elbow travancore and be like hey so the plant thing i guess she's not gonna leave that alone Uh, 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 hey in our working relationship stem from comments like these i thought that was funny and i Huh. Bucks, let's adjourn to the tub. And I take my uh my Dane coat because I imagine it's still cl- cold. And I, I do one of these. I do the boom and I will I storm off. But I'm going the same direction. I, y'all I are, give an so. eye roll to Jonathan that's sort of like a friendly one. It's like, oh that Jonathan. Uh <laughs> and then executive the producer Bickley Warren. Yeah. She, yeah. Said that, she said there was gonna be food there, right? Yes, oh, she, she said did. there Howdy. was gonna be food uh, for the help. So much Never food. Eats. I'm going to have so much good noble food. Nobles have the best food, especially when they want to impress people. They put the good stuff out. That is a classic stereotype, but also true. I'm going to eat it yeah, all. Yeah, I don't and know. And Blue's going to have the scraps. It's going to be great. Uh, um, Carlton, I wanted to... Well, you're not delicate, so we don't have to worry. Um, <laughs> this is the great truth that Bernie has said. You are not delicate. <laughs> and like... Any definition of the word. <laughs> no. Yeah. Though Coco Snoot quite admires you for being the physically biggest person in the group. <laughs> as we covered <laughs> in old country. <laughs> old country. In old country, Coco Snoot is like, how does he get so many muscles? Um, <laughs> lots of bacon. Lots of, lots ba- of potatoes. Uh, is blue. Potatoes. <laughs> is blue house trained or is he going to on the rug in Olivia Passerac's house and ruin Travancore's chances of losing his virginity. Wait, what? (laughs) Travancore, I didn't know. No, don't worry about it. That's quite the assumption. 
Uh, but back to the dog and ruining training for his day. No, Coco's new trained. Wait a minute, hold on, hold on. Coco's new is, is trained, but right, your wolf might not be. He's a wolf. Yes, and oftentimes when a wolf has never been in a house, it doesn't quite distinguish the grass from the That'd carpet. No, it's not fine. Le- um, would you Blue like? Would you like Olivia Passerak to like us and by extension Travancore? But Blue goes where I go. Or I go where Blue goes. I'm not losing yes. him again. So here's what we're going to do. You are going to spend a little time, uh, a very little time, maybe trying to help Blue understand something about not peeing in a house. Okay, I'll show him where to pee. And then I'm going to walk over to an alley. That's good. Actually, you know what? This is the best of the worst case scenario, which is what we're living in right now. All right, you've brought Blue to an alley. And I'm so, I'm like, all right, buddy, buddy, we do this outside. And then I, like, unzip my fly and I, like, just go behind a trash pile that's there. All right, um, you start to pee. Blue watches you for a moment, cocked head, and then gives you a little yip, and then starts to run down the alley. Hey, 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 come here. And I start chasing after him. Buddy, 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 come on. This is going to go great. Uh, roll a dexterity saving throw. Dexterity saving throw. That's a fun one. Can I see what's coming at me? Danger sense. <laughs> no. <laughs> Can I? No, you need to see what's going away from you. Oh, dear. Uh, that's a five. You probably should have pulled your pants up before you decided to go <laughs> running after him. Oh, no. <laughs> right down, face first in the alley, um, right into a, a, a puddle of rainwater. Blue hears you fall, turns around, yips at you, and comes running back to lick your face. And to be clear, oh, because his boy. pants are down, he's fallen forward. We get a full view of uh, the dark side of the moon. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. At least we, get, bare, we didn't get the ass. green spire. You know, that would have been way worse. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and as he falls, both uh, Jonathan the Magimuscular and uh, and Bucks do the exaggerated, oh, with like arm motions and everything as like, as Carlton falls. The anime. I pull my oh. pants up and I'd be like, that's how he used to always get him to come back back in the day. Yes, I and totally I believe shiftily. that. Um... Blue is now circling your face, still licking, um, then runs on over to Coco Snoot. And because this, this is basically the first time outside of combat that Blue's been able to like frolic, I guess you would say. Runs on over to Coco, Coco Snoot and is doing the puppy running around dog that really can't be playing with puppy right now thing. Uh, Coco Snoot is doing his best to be working dog. Blue immediately gives up on Coco Snoot within about five seconds and runs on over to Shadow, who begins to lick uh, Blue with his tongue. And Shadow, at this point, is... You say that Carlton is the largest being in this group, but I'm assuming you mean bipedal, because Shadow is easily twice his size as a as a black bear, and his tongue, one lick covers this, this wolf puppy. And he is now soaked with bear tongue. Bear saliva? Bear saliva. There you go. Bear tongue. Bear tongue. Um, Bernie's going to look at Travancore and say, in light of this, I'm going to purchase a housewarming present for Olivia. I think we're going to get her some carpet cleaner. It's very proactive and practical and pragmatic and most of all you. So I'm on board. That sounds like a great idea. It's an apology in advance, really, if you think about it. You've obviated one of the <laughs> one of my problems. <laughs> I'm going to go find her the biggest box of wine I can. That's always a great warming party. Yes, oh. box wine is incredibly classy. I think we do that. Maybe maybe Travancore, who has been to many fancy parties in his life as a person who is an aristo, can help you pick out 
some nice boxed wine. Do we have enough time to get cleaned up and buy boxed wine I before think, we head over there? You know, I think the best plan of action is that we do quick errands. And because Jonathan's probably cleaned up some owl poop in his day, he can help me pick out the carpet cleaner. Um, Yo. Quick errands back, do bass, be over there. Because we don't want to go out, do bass, do errands, and then go back. Because that would be redundant. And I do not like redundancy in the way we walk places. Your your devotion to efficiency is admirable. Incredibly I, admirable. I, I assent to this plan. Let's do this. One, two, three, break. Synchronized swatches. You do have about three hours total between now and the noon bells. That's yeah, I smell fine. I don't need a shower. Nope, you're getting a bath. <laughs> Bernie says as she walks away, she's like, this is non-negotiable. He is covered in gore. I will hold person your ass if it means you're going to get clean, all right? If you're going to hold person me, then I can't scrub. Which one of you three is scrubbing? Probably Travancore, <laughs> since he's the one having sex tonight. Oh, no. <laughs> We're going to get the bear. I feel like we've we've opened the doors to some strange fan fiction here that I kind of want to close. No, no, <laughs> no, no. Dungeon See, drunks after dark. After Bernie, dark. Bernie, this is, is not the, the game I expected the run, but to run, but it's now the game I'm it, running. Isn't oh, it yeah. though? You've known us for a long time. Isn't so it though? Bernie <laughs> is the figurative and literal doorstop to whatever you're trying to do, Travancore. <laughs> that door ain't gonna close while Bernie is around. It's fair. Allow me to pause the action for just a moment to give you, our loyal fans, a special gift. The wonderful folks behind Idle Champions of the Forgotten Realms has given us a code for a free gold chest in their game. What's Idle Champions of the Forgotten Realms? Well, it's an officially licensed D&D idle clicker game that you can download and play on your PC via Steam. I've been playing it for a while now, and trust me, it's loads of fun. I usually have it running while I'm editing the audio for our episode. So I'm really excited that we have this offer for our listeners. Gold chests contain five cards from uncommon to rare rarity and give you buffs and sometimes equipment for your champions. Now this code expires on February 11th, 2018 at 9 p.m. Pacific. So you only have a week to redeem once this episode is posted. Open up your game, go to the shop and type in this code. E-W-E-R-L-U- S-T-H-A-Z-E-M-E-S-H. So use that code, and then let us know on Twitter or Instagram what goodies you got. And now, enough of the loot drops. Back to the show. Who is doing what? Who is going off in what direction? Bernie and Jonathan are going off in the direction to get carpet cleaner. All right, and the vice... The Viceroy Glenmar and Carlton Tanks are going to go buy some de- fancy wine. Yes, I'm going to find the biggest box I can for her. The well, fancy wine chest. Let's let's keep an open mind, friendo. Let's keep an open mind. Lots of wines out there. Don't doesn't have to be in a box or a chest. A chest. Core, I I will say that you do know that you are totally unaware of what 
boxed wine is. That sounds like the weirdest thing in Faerun you've ever heard of. But you do know that the Golden Rock Tavern, the place that you've been staying off and on for the last week or so, they not only are, they do sell bottles of wine. And so you think you could, unless you wanted to go out and get something like super ultra fancy, you do think you could get a decent bottle of wine there was, at the place you live. There was that fancy um, Elven bar, the one I went to when I was looking for Livy in the first place when he first got to town. I'm trying to remember what it was called. He looks furiously through his notes. <laughs> What was it called? Yeah, my, whatever that place is called, I kind of want to go there because I thought, you know, they had a very good, I think, what was it, a Baldur's Gate Riesling that I got had there? You you did have some very good wine. Uh, it was called The Maiden's Tears. The Maiden's Tears. Yes. It, it is a, wi- a high-end wine bar. You're unsure if they're going to be open right now, though. Oh. It is 8 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> Fair. We All are right. in the City of Splendors. Well. You are, but even in New York City- the wine bars close. Yeah, they got to get a reasonable hour. They got to get the fancy vomit out of their carpets. Meanwhile, in Pennsylvania, we finally got to the point where we're allowed to sell uh, booze in grocery store in, in grocery stores. That's a big <laughs> achievement. We don't have that yeah. here. Do you mean for condom? Well, no, this is Jack talking. <laughs> <laughs> but I will say, while well, Travancore, you don't know for sure. You're willing to bet that the wine bar probably doesn't open for breakfast. You can go and and take a look, but your gut says that if you want to get uh, a decent bottle, you'll probably have to go to a bar or tavern that's selling by the bottle and not to like a a fine winery that's not serving breakfast. The the vice of Glenmar trusts the the trace amounts of chlorophyll in his gut and goes to the uh, just the regular tavern to buy like a decent bottle of wine there. I mean, you would hate to bark up the wrong tree. I'm gonna kill you all. All right, you guys. <laughs> I didn't do anything. Back. That was all him. I no, know you're going down with me. You, got, the two of you, head back to the Golden Rock Tavern where you talk with the gentleman behind the bar, and he's got a a half decent couple of bottles of wine, of uh, a few reds, a white. Uh, was there anything in specific you were looking for? I'm trying to think what a nice like wine would be for uh for a party. You know what? Let's go with what I'm drinking today. Let's do a Moscato. Let's see what they have in the yeah, that. I was going to say, do, do they have one with a giant picture of a giant rooster on it? Moscato's a really accessible wine. Hmm. It's true. Uh, Gestock, who's the, the owner, he goes, you know, actually, now that you mention it, he goes back behind the bar and he comes out with a Moscato that has a picture of a giant rooster on it. He goes, yeah, I got this. No one's tried it yet, but I've heard that it's pretty good. I'll, it's a silver if you want it. Because yeah. in Lauren's world, she does what she wants. That's a fucking yeah. steal right That's there. That's nice. Oh, you know what? My friend here is, he won't think, he wouldn't, I don't know why he wouldn't think to ask, but I figured, you know, the worst you can do is say no. I don't suppose you have any sorcerer's sweat. Mm. Mm. Oh, I've heard about that stuff, but I hear it's dangerous. You, you don't want to, you don't want to be carrying it. That's fair. Makes and people I, explode. And I, and I look at Carlton and I pat him on the back and say, hey, buddy, I tried. And I, it's like, I, I got you. I, I, I pick up what you put now. And I slide him a gold. I'm like, do you know where I can get some? <laughs> no, I heard that he doesn't even touch the gold. He just looks at you and says, no, I heard it makes people explode. Why would you want that stuff around? Because uh, I have a very strong fortitude. And I keep sliding it towards him. I feel like, like somewhere just- Bernie is just going, Carl, no, Carl, no. <laughs> Eventually, he takes it and he looks at you and goes... Well, I'm assuming you're staying the next night, so this will pay for your next night. But honestly, I I, I don't know anything about that. I'm stuff. not saying Everyone... anywhere. I just this is for information on where to get my uh, self sorcerer sweat. Uh, well, you're not gonna find it from me, my friend. All right, I pull my coin back. Oh, I, he already took it and pocketed it. 
eventually when you're like, no, I keep pushing it his way. I keep pushing it his way. He took it and said, oh, well, you're staying the night here well, anyway. Jack, what I mean, did you uh, think he was going to do? Uh, Travicor, yeah. since you tried, I got you a room for the night, my friend. Oh. Oh. Travicor is already paid for like the next five nights. Didn't, weren't you here? You were here when he did that, right? I, I kind of look at it, the bartender say, like, as if to say, let him have this. He pulls back out the gold. He hands it back to. He's like, "All right, but it, you know, if you're going up there, eventually you're gonna have to pay for it anyway." No, I meant like the victory. I said this out loud. No, I meant like let him have his rationale. Like, keep the money. I don't care. <laughs> let him have this victory. <laughs> he looks. He goes, "Man, you guys are weird." He pockets the gold. He hands you the bottle, uh, which I'm assuming you'll hand over a silver, and yeah. he walks off. Yeah. Oh, you know, is it just me, or is it when me and, and Carlton get together? It, it doesn't, like, it always ends with us drinking. Lots and lots. And I feel like we are the, this is the worst possible mission for the two of us to be on at this moment in time. Like, there's something about the, each of us that, like, stirs the, let's start, let's start some trouble. I don't know. I mean, you guys did fine. You accomplished your mission of getting wine, and yeah. no one yeah. has sorcerer sweated, so. Oh, no. hey, do we have That's extra time? That's successful in my book. Carlton, you want to play some foosball? Sure. All right. All right, as they walk over to play some foosball, we'll come back to them. Bernie and Jonathan, where are you guys headed? Bernie and Jonathan are first and foremost headed to the place where she got the lemon tree, the green, green grass. Gonna go All see right. about a druid. You head on over there, and unlike Travancore, who had to consider the operating hours of the establishment that he wanted to go to, you head towards green, green grass. Bernie, you're pretty sure that Seekin probably doesn't keep hours. You're not even sure if he has a home outside of this thing that he runs. Uh, you get there. The door is open. As, as you walk on, <laughs> as you walk on in, you see that he's not in the front dirt office area. He's back in the greenhouse area, and he seems to be weeding. Seekin! Oh, my friend. I am so glad. Bernie. You are not a goose today. Well, no, I, uh, I mean, it's hard to do any weeding when you don't have hands. True, but you could fertilize. Yeah, but that's later after the yeah, weeding. Yeah, that's after the He gets the up and wipes his hands off and comes walking in out and says, An- another lemon tree? Um, no, I, I need your help, Segan. And this is, this is one of those serious moments that you probably see people who have social skills have. We need you to talk to our pets. Like, use your druid powers and talk to our pets. He looks at the dog. He looks at the owl. He gives the owl kind of a curious look. And he looks at Jonathan and says, You can't talk to the familiar? Um, not exactly. We share a mental connection, but it's more images. And ever since... Last couple of days, he sent me a lot of very specific images, and even I'm having some trouble making heads and tails of it. I've got, I've got ideas, but it would be way easier if he could just tell me what he's, what's on his mind. It's like he's playing Dixit. Exactly. <laughs> it's, like a, it's like Dixit or Mysterium right now, and I'm just not, yeah, not having it. Recently, when I wasn't there, the rest of my party met this really nice, like, other cleric and i am sure she was nice enough right um for a not me cleric and she talked to the bear and from what i understand it was incredibly successful but it was also the bear and the bear 
Well, let's just say if all the colors in the rainbow were laid out before you, he wouldn't be the brightest one. And we're a little worried. We think, we think our animals saw something and we think that our friend may be in trouble and we need your help to find out what kind of trouble it is. Okay. And he walks on over to Cocos Newt. And uh, Bernie, you're, are you still riding Coco Snoot? I have popped off? off at that point because I think it's rude to sit on Coco Snoot while he's having a conversation. Okay. He walks on over. You see him place his hand on his chest. And there's a, a moment in where he just mutters a few words under his breath. And then he looks down at Coco Snoot. And what you guys hear over the next couple of minutes is a lot of barking. But he does cast Speak with Animals on himself. He looks at Coco Snoot. And so, Bernie, if I could have you play Coco Snoot for a moment, because why not? <laughs> if we're going to do this, then let's do this all Fucking the way. Fucking do this. He looks at Coco Snoot and after casting Speak with Animals says, did you get into trouble? Hello, you are, you are the man who is also duck. Are we correct? Your name is the Seeker. I, I can be a duck. Do you want me to be a duck? That seems a little weird right now, because then I can't really talk with you. That would be inconvenient. Um, we did not get into how you say uh, the trouble, but we accidentally... Hmm, my Bernie, she trusts you. At this point, uh, if Bucks wants to interrupt at any moment, he can. Seekin has come to Coco Snoop, but... Uh, Bucks would recognize that Seekin has cast speak with animals and can understand him. So, uh, Jonathan, if at any point you want to speak up as Bucks. We went through a magic portal accidentally, and then our, our owners went through the same portal and you know, got somewhere else for a little while. Is this not true, Owl? Accidental uh, uh, magic yes, portal. Yes, yes, yes. Um, there was, we, we were separated from, from our humans, and, and, Oh, it, we we were we were in quite the adventure. We were on a faraway land, and and that's actually that's that's one of the reason things we have to tell our owners is that we we were in Bacanum, and we encountered a oh some sort of presidency run by uh run by not a Crabbing very Corps. nice lady. Oh, she she was a right bitch, and <laughs> um, and uh, she is Travancore's cousin. That uh, I I I I think that is the that is the thing that uh, that that needs to be noted that that Travancore's cousin is planning to come here at some point, and I believe the phrase was take his head. Yes, she will put his head on a mount, put it on a wall or something. Probably have it the taxidermy first, because can you imagine the smell? Oh, oh I mean, what? you live here, so I'm sure you can imagine a lots of smells. Uh, Buck starts. Bouncing. I can make a lot of smells. I know. I've been near your butt, my friend. Oh, oh, uh, Coco Snoot. I don't. I don't know if this was known to the party in general, but uh, but um, Amira mentioned the the meerkat, the the mirror cat. Yes, sorry, the mirror. Uh, the mirror. Uh, there was this mirror cat. Mentioned that she had read letters from Travancore. Um, so Travancore is communicating with Pakanum, and so. Who knows if if Amira was captured, maybe other people who have read Travancore's letters have also been captured. So that inf information that is in there may not be privileged anymore. Especially if, uh, 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 especially if, if, um, oh, geez, I'm so, so flat. And like, he does this 
Bucks does this adorable like owl like who I'm so flustered and kind of like wiggles As a bit. Bucks is collecting himself. <laughs> Another thing you tell my Barney, we met this mirror cat, and the cat was afraid to insult Travancore. Called him a few names, but who does not fart on their master every now and then? If I could not <laughs> tell Barney that her breath smelled like dead hedgehogs in the morning, we would not have the relationship we oh, have. Oh, yes. I, I have farted on Jonathan's head, shoulders, hand, arm, and oh, oh, his face while he slept. <laughs> I saw you shit on his cloak once, too, but so did everyone else. What I am trying to say is I am I am concerned that the wars of Travancore's people will make their way to our homelands. I do not like this. I have seen in old country many wars. Many words. I am many, many, many years old in the dog years. Oh yes, I know what it, I know. I do know what it's like to be around a Baron von Kokosnut. Yes, you are old. You are old as fucking dirt. I, I am old as fuck. Yes. But we are concerned that the sister you tell the least convey that the cousin, the sister daughter of Travancore, the uh, mother sister daughter something, the cousin of Travancore. She's coming to kill him, and she will bring his war and his pain to this land. I do not think it's a good idea. Yes, if there's any way to stop her uh, as soon as she gets here, or find her before before any of that happens, maybe alert someone in, with one of his letters uh, that, that she is out and about and, and ready to, as they say, rumble, then, then that, might, that might go a long way. Huh. Go a very long way. Also tell them so the other thing you must tell because this is this is the important part. We go through same portal. Can you repeat that to me, Mr. Luck? Uh all the way from the beginning from what no, you said just because remind you me. said a lot of things and I'm just trying to remember everything that you said. Oh, there was a lot and then there was the two you were talking and you you talk a lot. I can see why you're the the people that you're with don't do this the the thing that I can do because that was a a lot of talking and do you read a lot of soap opera books because that that almost sounded like uh one of those trashy romance novels <laughs> that a friend of mine keeps trying to give me about about the the sister has a twin who's going to come back to kill them in a different land and goes through a mirror <laughs> and that, all that was very okay. very weird i oh, give you bullet us. point version and every <laughs> time i give you bullet point you repeat okay uh, uh, all right okay and he finally, like, he'd been just listening to you this whole time. And so now he kind of nods and he looks between you and Bernie and Jonathan. And uh, to Bernie and Jonathan, he says, they talk a lot. And then he goes back to Coco Snoot. Okay, what? Okay. All of us, all of the, all of the owners and the pets go through portal. Same portal. Repeat, please. <laughs> Oh, to them? Okay. All right. Uh, and to, in, in common, he says, all the same people go through portal. Except end up two different places. She holds up a paw, just like, he's like. A <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Bucks holds up, he, Bucks holds up his, his, uh, his wing and tries to make like, yeah, two feathers. Uh, except for, 
Uh, they went to two different places. The pellets. They go to do to Travancore homelands. Oh, is this the thing with the cousin that wants yes, to kill him? Yes, yes, You are getting okay. better at this. In another four hours, you will have it. <laughs> no, this only lasts for another, uh, like, six minutes, so oh, I hope not. We are and he looks doomed. back up at, at Jonathan and Bernie, and he says, uh, apparently they went to where uh, someone named Travancore, he lives? What? Wait, what? Huh? What? <laughs> well, isn't that what you said? You said they went to where Travancore lives. Yes. They are surprised because that land is, as I understand it, a long fucking way away. So uh, apparently fun. they went somewhere that was a long fucking way away. Yes. Uh huh. Travancore's yeah? cousin. Am I doing good? Do I got all this? This is you very complicated. You are doing as good as you physically can do, and I'm. <laughs> <laughs> I am broke. You broke me, Lauren. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It might be better if you could write this down. Oh, I, I, believe me, I wish I could write. But okay. as it is, I am an L. Lux, do you want to take over this bullet pointing? Sure. I'm um, getting nowhere. That's fine. Uh, So, in the land of Pecanum, the cousin of our friend Travancore is running some sort of presidency. If, if you what, would please repeat. That is your new vocabulary word. Don't worry about it. Just use it in a sentence. Preferably uh, uh, the one he just used. Okay. Uh, apparently they went to this place called uh, Prakinum. And <laughs> the cousin of your friend Travancore was there and is the president of Prakinum. Uh, that is that actually, right? I'm very proud. That makes sense. You keep talking to the owl and the dog. And she's okay. gonna look at she's gonna look at Jonathan and be like, "No, it's and not." He'll look back at Kokosum and be like, "I only got a couple more minutes. What 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 else uh, did you want?" Yes. Um. B- uh, let my ma- let my master Jonathan the Magimuscular know that that uh, that Travancore has been sending letters to Peconum, and that some of those letters, the information might be compromised because his cousin has intercepted people who have read those letters and could have tortured them. Or otherwise extracted the information from them. So you might want to warn Travancore that his correspondence is no longer private. <sighs> he looks over at Jonathan. He says, uh, y- your friend Travancore, his mail made a compromise and they, they listened to his mail. And so uh, all the people in Prakinum now know what he was <laughs> writing to them. <laughs> Jonathan the Magimuscular is kind of like, Wait, what? I, um, okay, we're gonna. He's gonna uh, give you no, those no, images yeah, later, no, and we're wait, gonna yeah, piece yeah. this together. Yep, yep, we're gonna do that. Okay. Um, ask fuck. Ask them if. Uh, ask them if there's anything else they want to share that's gonna. That's gonna affect things. Fuck us. Fuck. They've oh, cool. already shared a lot, but okay. And he uh, looks back at Coco Snoot and and uh, Bucks and. You are telling Bernie now that the cousin of this Travancore is coming to kill him. Okay. Yeah, your your dog says that this Travancore's cousin is coming to kill him. You tell him that Preconum's wards are coming to Faerun. Uh, uh, yeah. Alright. Uh, apparently Prakinum is doing a war thing. I didn't even, I don't even know who this this place is, uh, but they're 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 having a war you'd figure the people here in Waterdeep would know they probably want to know if there's going to be a war but apparently cousin is 
bad business, yo. You know, <laughs> Mr. Duck, you tried. Yes, that that was admirable effort. Oh, one more thing. Tell Jonathan the Magimuscular that I love him. Aww. You know, you you can tell him that, too, but uh, all right. Uh, hey, uh, so your owl loves you. You may tell the same thing to my Bernie, but with not so much emotion in your voice. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, and he looks at Bernie and he says, uh, yeah, the dog wants you to know uh, that the owl loves the this guy. <laughs> and scene. Was that everything? Because I think this is only going to last for another like minute or so, and I'm I have a headache. You are not, you are not used to the talking, and you try. I just want you to. When we are done here, try to give them any additional details you remember from this conversation. And, oh, and this this may help with the headache. And uh, Bucks flies on top of uh, on top of uh, the druid's head and starts scratching. It is nice. You will like this. Oh yeah, you're really good at that. You might you like it better as duck, but wait to learn mm. that duck thing. You have things to tell my Barney. Uh, no, I don't want to be a duck while you're doing this. Ducks don't have hair. This, this, yeah. And he looks back over at Jonathan as the spell fades and says, your bird's really good at scratching people. He's really nice. Yeah, yeah, he is. Yeah, he, yeah, he is. Um. Seekin says, well, so I can't talk to them again, at least not right now. I mean, I could try to cast it again, but I get the feeling that they gave me a lot of information about a whole big thing. And uh, did you have any questions? Maybe I can just remember what they said. Probably not, but I'll uh, try. Okay. Um, Bernie. Did I they think... say who did they meet there? Did they say anything else about anybody they met? Uh, just this the the cousin of this Travancore that that there was this cousin and the cousin wants to, to kill him. They were very insistent about. Your 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 friend apparently is gonna get dead. You should probably not let that happen. Yeah, yeah. That's... I mean, you guys are nice guys, and if you're, I'd assume your friends are probably also nice people. So you probably don't want your friends to die. He is, and um, depending on where he is and what's he's what he's doing, I mean, we can take care of ourselves, but uh, but other people can't. And if if this cousin is anything like Travancore, that's ability wise, that's bad news. Uh, so, let, Bernie, what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna, I'm gonna kind of commune with, uh, with Bucks a little bit more and see if, like, some of the images, now that we have context for them, make sense. Uh, I'm gonna do that in a bath. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna yeah, take a long bath. Yeah. Um. Yeah, they, they both talked, they both talked a bit about how bad y'all smell, and you do kind of smell pretty bad. Were you fighting fighting something like zombies or something? Because yeah. you're covered in in like dead body, undead cheese. Yeah, they you don't smell good. Jonathan um, the magic muscular lifts up his arm. Oh yeah. All right. Mm. Fair, fair play. Seekin, I need one last thing from you. Okay. I need you to keep this an absolute secret. Listen, I'll. I'll try, but to be honest, this whole thing sounds like a really weird book plot and uh, like something, as I said, my friend wanted me to read. And I'm not sure if I can remember half of it in about 10 minutes. That's Listen, okay. that's probably good. And if there yeah. is any danger from this at all, we'll come. I promise. 
we'll come tell you if you need to, like, get out of Dodge. But, or Waterdeep, as it were. You're not good if, at if metaphors. You, if you need to get the duck out, you, we will warn you. Okay, well, well, I mean, I can take care of myself, but thanks. We're pretty sure you can, but I'm sure you'd like a little forewarning. And just, yeah, please don't tell any, don't even tell anybody we were here, okay? Uh, all right, if you, if you want. Thanks. He reaches up and he scratches, he scratches the back of, of Bucks's neck. And is just like, because Bucks has still been scratching his head. And so he kind of scratches, he goes, there, there, I'll, I'll scratch you too. Yeah, you're really good at this. Buck's kind of like, you know, the one uh, happy owl that gets as he gets pets. Bucks makes that face. He's like, mm, you could swear he's <laughs> smiling. Um, do we owe you anything for this? I don't usually charge for these type of services. Okay, well, I mean, how about we owe you a favor in like the future? Well, okay, that sounds good. Okay. I don't know what I'd ask for though. Well. That's why it's for the future. Yeah, think on it. You'll you'll figure something out, I'm sure. All right. Hey, could, could your owl come by and give me more scritches sometime? We'll see about that, buddy. We'll see. Okay. I mean, only if he wants to. Um, you know, it's, it's got to be a consensual kind of thing. He's a furry. And Buck seems happy to just scratch away. <laughs> he seems a little calmer now that, like, the information has been given. Listen, uh, buddy, if you... Yeah, I mean... You can do what you want with your time. So if you want to fly over here and and scratch homeboy, that that is absolutely okay. <laughs> you get the image that like he doesn't. Bucks would rather hang out with you, but he's so happy that Seekin is able to get the basics out that he's happy to just keep scratching. Was there anything else you guys wanted to do with him, or were you going to head back to the Golden Rock Tower? Uh, I think we're, we got to head back. We got to head back, and we are going to assume that this innkeeper has to clean many of his rugs, and ask him if he has any rug cleaner. Okay. Uh, as you head on back, Travancore and <laughs> Carlton, you were playing foosball. Why don't the three of you just give me uh, two dexterity, che- uh, three dexterity checks, really quick? Sure thing. Uh, straight up dexterity check. Yeah. All right. My first one was a fifteen. Just give me all three of them. Fifteen. Fifteen, four, and twenty. Four and twenty. Travancore, what the, what were the three that you got? All right. So we got uh twenty-one, seven, and twenty. Oh, okay. Uh, Travancore wins the first two games, and as uh, Jonathan and Bernie come walking back into the Golden Rock Tavern, you see the two of them in kind of a heated game, like this third game. Even though Travancore, of the best of three, you've already won two, it was like, oh, we'll play all three. We're playing just kind of for fun. And this last game has been going on for about five minutes. You've collected a crowd that are starting to cheer each of you on. Uh, They don't know really who you are, but they're like, yeah, yeah. There's volleys going back and forth. And like, it's it's kind of amazing foosball. Bernie's going to elbow Jonathan and be like, they're occupied. Let's go get some cleaner. And yeah, we'll get clean, and then we'll. I mean, let's also make sure that they don't. Once after we, after everyone gets clean, and we tell them this, they're not drinking anything or have a drink in hand. Because after we tell them this, they'll either spit or they will take a drink, beat, and then spit. We don't want either of those. That's a good idea. Bernie's gonna go get buy what she knows the inn has, which is some carpet cleaner from them. Oh yeah, yeah. He's got he's got what he says is his patented. Uh, it's like a mix of vinegar and uh, the couple of other things. He says 
smell this place. And you take a whiff and it smells okay. It smells fine. And he's like, yeah, if you knew the times I had to clean up puke in here, you wouldn't believe me. But yeah, this, this stuff works great. And he hands over a bottle and he says, ah, a silver. Works for me. Thanks. Trust uh, me. And then I need, <laughs> I need one last dexterity check from Carlton and Travancore to try to break their tie. Boop. 16. Oh, oh wow. Okay. And Travancore? 13. It's an amazing game. Carlton does manage to pull it out the very end by slamming right into the goal off of one side of the court, off of the other side of the court, right into the goal. But I mean, that was five minutes of volley. And Travancore, while you win two out of three, uh, it was an epic ending. I reached my hand across the table. Oh, and I stand it right back and I shake it. it. Yep. I'm like, hey, that was a good game. Let me go buy you a drink. Any other time, absolutely. But... Lady, Lady Olivia's waiting for me, so I should probably get All right, changed. Well, I'll buy ready. myself a drink. Do do you, man? And I end up with Shadow to get changed and ready and all that. Okay. Uh, you guys want to spend a little bit of time and get cleaned up and and yeah, everything? I'll be, I'll, be, uh, I'll be waiting down at the bar drinking. Bernie's gonna pause and say, "Carlton, bath. You want your friend to make a good impression? We're doing this for Travancore, not for ourselves." Oh, yeah, that's right. And I don't think she'll give me food if I'm smelly. Precisely. Nobody wants a stinky person next to the food they're eating. They won't want to eat it. Uh, and Jonathan is right behind Bernie, and he's starting to raise his hand to cast a spell. But as soon as Carlton agrees, he lowers his hand slowly. <laughs> <laughs> it it takes you all about 30 to 45 minutes because you got to do some scrubbing. And there is only the one tub that everybody has to share, but it gives all of you a chance to clean your outfits a little bit, get get spiffied up. Although you, you're wearing your same clothes because she had requested to be in your armor. But like, do a little bit of a spit and polish and to, to look presentable and not smell quite so bad. And um, as you assemble again downstairs, getting ready to head on over to Olivia's, was there anything you wanted to do before you headed out? Do you want to tell him now? Maybe late? I don't know. I, I, have an I have an idea for a dramatic reveal. And so <laughs> right before, like after after his bath. Does, does Jonathan the Medgy Muscular say that? I have yes. an idea for a dramatic reveal? Yes. I don't okay. do a dramatic reveal, Jonathan. I Dude, no, no, trust me. This will be. I know this will be great. I this will be great. It kind of goes against what I had said earlier, but I, it'll be great. So uh, after, during hit right before Jonathan's bath, because he's gonna go last. Jonathan has kind of been like, uh, like polishing, you know, cleaning his stuff and and getting all ready. And as he's doing this, Bucks is kind of like slowly feeding him the images and kind of focusing on on the the cousin and what Jonathan is going to try and do is draw the cousin on one of his pieces pieces of parchment like as as best a likeness as he can and he's been subjecting himself to this image that Bucks is kind of feeding him and he's going to he's going to have a little a little like like composite sketch of her of like of what she looks like okay uh roll a performance check all right yeah i needed to roll good and i did 18 yeah, it's the basics because you're trying to go fast because you know don't have a lot of time, but you're able to get it pretty accurate. And when you compare it to the images in your mind, you're you're pretty satisfied. Okay, so Jonathan it bathes up. He's like, "Wow, buddy, that was uh, that was quite an experience." And I guess you did find out how many licks it takes to get to the center of a Tootsie Pop. I re- they had those at uh, at at Neverwinter when I was growing up there. <laughs> 
But uh, anyway, so Three, he gets, right? yeah, I know. He gets it, he gets all his stuff ready, and he comes down, and he he takes the sheet of paper, he kind of folds it up, and he puts it in one of his pockets. All right, you head on down. Yeah, it's like oh, so I I guess we're all ready to go then. Yeah, I think we're all set. Bernie's giving Jonathan the side eye. She's like, I don't know, are we ready to go? Yeah, yeah, let's get going. Oh, by by the way, uh, one more thing, Travancore. Yeah. Do you know who this is? And I show him the picture. Travancore's face goes a little bit white. He recognizes some of the features in the picture, but you get the sense that he doesn't know who a specific person is. Yeah. I think this is your cousin, and I think she's coming to kill you. That was incredibly tactful. I agree. Yeah, yeah, buddy, you handled that real well. And I try to just pat him on the shoulder like that, like, huh. And then Travancore says, Maniunk. <laughs> you see all of your various animal companions look a a varying degrees of relieved, worried, and exasperated. And we'll leave it there as we'll pick up next week as you guys are headed to Olivia Passerax. And now apparently have to walk and talk and explain to Travancore everything that you just got out of Seekin. That'll be interesting. <laughs> yeah, I, that is exactly where I wanted to end. Like, I had this image in my head all fucking week of, huh, this is how I want to reveal this to Travancore. <laughs> I'm I glad just, it worked. Uh, all right. Let me give you some experience and then we'll, we'll stop for the evening. Shot a fireball for experience. Shot a fireball for experience. Woo! Thank you, Travi. Thank you, Travi. Uh, for finding out exactly what you actually have to do at the Feast of the Moon, which took a little while, for uh, Carlton falling on his face while trying to teach a puppy how to pee outdoors, for the entire fun conversation with Seekin, and for uh, dramatic reveals, I guess we'll put it. I'll give you guys a total of 2,100 experience to split between the four of you. And next time when we get together, Feast of the Moon and... Dramatic reveals to Travancore. Dun dun dun! Thanks for listening to our adventure. If you've enjoyed our show, visit us at dungeondrunks.com for links to all of our social media, pictures and bio of our cast, a full list of credits, and more. We'd appreciate it if you left us a review, and we would love it if you come support us on Patreon. Visit patreon.com/dungeondrunks to sign up. Thanks again, and we'll see you next encounter. <laughs>